we get it popping, homie, day and night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice. Stay up on my grind, that's my way of life. I got tunnel vision, I'ma chase that ray of light. I just think the Packers are now more worse off than they were before. Jobs in Arizona are on the line. And they need an offensive line. Yes, they do. They need an offensive line. You know what I wrote in my notes? O-line, 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 and then O-line again for the next 50 picks. I don't care if it takes 10 years to build this line. Every pick must be offensive line until they get it right. What is going on, everybody? You are back on Jake's Takes, of course, the podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. As always, I'm Jake Serrano, taking you through some of my takes to start your weekend off. And it has been a big weekend in sports and in the NFL. The NFL draft was underway Thursday night in the first round, Friday night, second round to third, and today, Saturday, uh, I believe around 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, whatever it is, rounds four through seven will be going on. And we got it all covered here today on Jake's Takes. And, of course, I got my main man, Jared Danko, uh, coming back on the show with us to discuss all this. Jared, welcome back. Thank you for having me again, Jake. I am very excited, very excited to discuss what we have going on. And it was a wild, wild night. I I couldn't say it gets any crazier than what I just saw. But um, but I did say that all offseason, it's been crazy, but, you know, it just continues. I would say this is probably the best NFL offseason I've ever seen in my entire life. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, follow up that season, the offseason we have now, I, I think it's only spelling out for an for even better season, season to come yeah, up. I think so, too. Uh, yeah, and the Jets walked away with three first-round picks, which – and, and New York teams combined, that's five. Like, you have a blessing to even have one first-round pick nowadays because you're always trading guys. But three first-round picks, I couldn't believe they traded back in. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about it, Jared. And, uh, you know, we know the Broncos, they got some late-round picks. We'll be discussing that with you in a little bit. But, uh, but let's get to our first topic of the day. Here we go. So, Jared, we know the first round has concluded of the NFL draft a spectacular spectacular first round uh let's do some reactions what were what was your biggest surprise uh in the first round in the nfl draft all right so if i'm gonna go biggest surprise i think it's it's not even it wasn't even a a a pick that a team made it was more about a trade you and i both know the trades were going off the walls that night and in particular, the one that really struck me because it was really it was really the first big one. We had other trades, but just out of nowhere, Hollywood Brown from the Baltimore Ravens going to Arizona for Arizona's first round pick. That was what? just weird. What? Yeah. what? Where did that come from? I didn't hear anything about Hollywood Brown going to Arizona of all places. I thought that'd be final wide receiver. I guess you replace him for Christian Kirk, I guess. But that was just. I think that was really the signal that it was about to get wild and it just kept going more trades, more everything, just weird, weird stuff all happening. Yeah. That, you know, that was strange because what happened was, well, well, we'll go over, I'll go over the trades in a second. I had covered, I had did a whole, whole review. If you want, if you want to check it out, go to TV sports, mag.com on tunnel vision sports page. I wrote an entire first round draft review, but we'll go over. So we'll go over those trades in a second, but yeah. The Ravens, they selected Kyle Hamilton at 14. Uh, And then all of a sudden, you know, we're getting all these trades come in and one slips in. And all of a sudden they're saying, 
Oh yeah, Hollywood Brown. He's he's out to the Cardinals, and I was like, well, I was like, okay. I was like, all right. Well, 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 who are they eyeing up? They must like they must have a receiver. Maybe they like, or maybe they were going to swap them out. I have no idea. And uh, but I always thought they were going to get Tyler uh, Lindenbaum. I uh, always thought he was going to be uh, the center from Iowa. I always thought he was going to be a part of the Ravens. Actually, had him in my mock draft going there. So I like how they got Hamilton. They were decimated in the defensive back group due to injury last year. It was probably their biggest Achilles heel. Not 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 their fault. Health health was an issue. Uh, but yeah, you ended up drafting a center and then trading away. And not only Jared, they traded back that pick that they got for Hollywood Brown. So they trade, so they traded for 23 for Hollywood Brown with the Cardinals. And then they traded back with the bills and to bills like 25 or whatever it was. And so they didn't even keep that 23rd pick. So, so I, I'm, I'm just curious what other packages maybe they could have given up and not giving up Hollywood Brown, but Lamar Jackson, safe to say he wasn't very happy. Uh, he took to Twitter and wrote WTF. Uh, We're going to say what that means on, uh, on here, but we know. Uh, so he was pretty mad because uh, they had a, you know, they had a strong relationship there. Of course, if you're a quarterback wide receiver. Yeah. So I, I thought that was, that was surprising. That was just, that threw me off. I'll be honest, Jared, that, that really threw me off. You know what really threw me off in this draft too? Is Jermaine Johnson the second from Florida State? He he fell all the way to the Jets. I guess not in their laps because they traded back in. Uh, I think at 26 because they traded back in with the Titans. And so the Jets were working this whole time around 15, uh, at fifth, pick 15, and he just kept dropping. And the Jets kept going each team each time, and, and they kept calling in to get him. I'm not surprised the Jets took him or traded back in for him. I'm surprised he fell that far. I'm wondering what was the cause of that the furthest I ever thought maybe he would fall uh, in the mock. I said, I thought he was, maybe he was going to go top five. A lot of people had him going top 10. Then he fell out of the top 10. And I said, Oh man, Jermaine Johnson, he's, he's still there. And then the Cowboys came and I really thought they were going to take him because, you know, they lost Randy, Randy Gregory to your Denver Broncos this off season. And so I thought, okay, maybe that's a surefire um, pick right there. And then he, they didn't pick him. And I said, well, what's going to happen now? And the Jets traded back in. And I said, well, if they're trading back in, they have to be trading in for a pass rusher because that's one of their needs. And lo and behold, that's what they did. I was just surprised how far he fell. I don't know the details on that, but that was my biggest surprise. Second to the Packers decision, again, not to draft a wide receiver. And third to the Lions trading up from 32 to 11 or 12 to get Jamison Williams, who – is possibly the best wide receiver in this draft if he wasn't had didn't have a t- torn ACL. I'm just curious to see how he develops in Detroit, and if he does develop well, they got a, a home run hit there. Um, but but it, it will be, I guess time will tell how how much them trading up from 32 to 11 really will benefit them. But uh, I can't discredit Jameson Williams. He's probably one of the best wide receivers in this draft. So what do you think about that? Well, I find it funny that you were uh, surprised by the Packers not taking wide receiver. It makes all too much sense. I, didn't I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be. Right. Uh, I mean, they're both their picks are good, and I saw their uh, their GM. Uh, I think their GM. No, they were good no. picks. No, I'm not doubting about... the picks. I'm just saying how how many. Like you know, what I mean, we go through this every year. Yeah, I feel like it's well, safe someone to say on that. team. Someone on team. I don't remember who he was, but he pretty much said that. You can't take 
a player by position unless you're in love with the player. So right. that's right. the reason that that's the reason they didn't go for a wide receiver. But if they really want a wide receiver, they would have traded up just like the rest of the teams that traded up to get a wide receiver. So I imagine that's not yeah. what they really wanted. But they're just well, saying they that. have a chance but to in the second round to get maybe a George Pickens or I think Sky Moore still available. Uh, um, Watson's still available. Trey McBride, the tight end, still available if they want to go tight end. Uh, he's really good. So they still have options. Um, so I'm not discrediting them there. I, I did like their two their two defensive picks. Quay Walker, I thought was interesting. The second the second linebacker, Nicobe Dean, in that Georgia defense. Granted, that Georgia defense was really good. I thought Nicobe Dean was probably a better player uh, and maybe a little bit of a better leader. But well, if, if, if that's that's the player they liked. And he was the first linebacker selected. I actually thought Devin Lloyd would be the first one selected, but he ended up going to the Jags. So very, very interesting picks by the, by the Packers, but I think it will uh, suit them very well in the defense. Uh, both, both really good players, both from Georgia too. I, I definitely agree. I mean, having, having a strong defense is definitely going to help them out in the NFC right now. I just don't know what they're going to do, but the wide receiver wide receiver position at the moment. I think, I, I think we're going to see them. They attack did just sign that. someone. Yeah. I think they're, we're going to see them attack that in the second round. Then they just sign a wide receiver. Sammy, they signed Sammy name, Watkins, so Sammy Watkins recently. Sammy Watkins. Right, right, right. Oh, another person. Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball to anymore. Lovely. Who does Lamar yeah, Jackson right. have now? Rashad Bateman and uh, Rashad, Mark Rashad, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews. Oh man. See, if you're not a Ravens fan, this, this is how telling it is to the rest of the NFL. Uh, uh, they drafted one more guy last year in the draft that I, you know, no disrespect, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, you know, there was an inclination to it in me that at 14, I thought maybe they draft a wide receiver. This was before they traded him. And, and I said, well, they don't really need one because they drafted a couple guys last year, like Bateman and, and – God, forgive me on that because I forget who, who was the other wide receiver they drafted. It's in my head. I just I can see him, but I can't put the, the, the name to the face. But they drafted the guys last year. So would it look bad to draft another guy? I mean, I, honestly, I thought they could add as many pieces as possible. They didn't do that. They actually got rid of a piece. So yeah, all that is all that threw me off in the draft. Which brings us to our next question, though. What was your favorite first round trade? I think there was nine of them. I wrote about this in my rewrite. I counted nine. If I missed one, I apologize. I think there was nine trades. What was your favorite trade? I, I feel like I know what it is, but let's just hear it anyway. I don't. You you might not actually. So I uh, just wanted to help you out. I just well, my up. guess. They, my guess is the AJ Brown. That was my guess. I actually not, I actually didn't go. I, I didn't okay, go. All right, Brown. all right. Let's hear this. So I uh, just want to help you out. It's Tylen Wallace was the wide receiver, the Ravens. Tylen Wallace. Was he from Oklahoma State? Yes, he was. Yes, yes, he was. I think that was – I. that's what I had in my head, and I saw him. I just couldn't put his name. Yeah, that makes sense. He's a speedster. Yeah. So we got a I, – I think my favorite trade, and that definitely also – I'm. It stinks because there's so many surprising trades. It kind of like takes away from the shock value. Some of them looking at it retrospect, but the Lions going up to take Jamison Williams, as you said before, I think he was the best wide receiver in this class. Just, you know, wasn't healthy pairing him with Almond around St. Brown with TJ Hawkinson with DeAndre uh, blanking on so many names. Holy, holy moly. Uh, Swift. That's going to be, 
with a quarterback, you, you put a quarterback in there, which the Lions can still get in the second round. We are still yet to see what they're going to do. That could be a very strong offense coming together. We already know they have they already have pieces on the O line. We already know that they're starting to build up their defense. So they could they could start competing soon. I don't know if this is the season where they make the playoffs per se, but actually being a competitive football team under the leadership that they have, I think they could actually start doing something. And I don't feel like they gave up too too much to get this wide receiver either, who could be a big big star. I believe they gave up a third and a fourth, if I if I'm correct with I, that. I have, to it, get I have it here. I have it here. All right. So it was, wasn't wasn't a huge I'll tell you what I'll tell you what it was. All right. Uh, well, it wasn't a it wasn't a huge trade up for a big name player that can become a star on that team. So they trade obviously they traded the 32nd pick overall for the 12. So they swapped those. And they swapped second rounders, so they swapped 34 for 46, and then they gave up a third right. rounder. So, no, they really didn't give up that much. They swapped that's, two, that's not horrible. two picks, and they gave up a third. So, well, that's that's really all they did. They gave up a third. In my mind, that's what so, happened. Uh, so, I, I really do I, I do like this trade. I do, really do like, like – I feel like the Lions are going to benefit a lot from having another yeah. wide receiver on that team. I can really appreciate this trade. Because you could really see, like the Lions, I I, I said, uh, I've been, well, I've been saying for a little bit now that I think Aiden Hutchinson was going to go to the Lions, and so be it, he did. So they locked out there because he's a uh, he's always a surefire pick. They picked him in like two seconds. The pick was in when I was watching. But so so when you when you go there and then you have Dan Campbell and you saw the fight they had last year and you get a guy like Jamison Williams, they start you start adding pieces. I I'm feeling a little more hopeful for the Lions, even though you know. There's never much to look forward to. There was a lot of trades. Like I said, there was probably nine. The Saints moved up with Washington at 11. We know the Lions with Minnesota. I have them all right here. We have, you know, we know Philly. I feel like Philly moved up to get Jamison Williams because they moved right behind uh, Detroit with Houston. But they ended up taking Jordan Davis. So that was an interesting trade. Uh, so there was, a, like we said, the Hollywood Brown thing. There was a ton of them. The two I found most interesting and uh, I'm not going to be biased here, so I'm not putting the Jets in here, even though I was clapping. I was so excited. I saw the Jets title come up, and I was like, oh, man. And I just started laughing because we're getting three first-round picks. Now, sometimes it doesn't work out, and sometimes it does. But as of right now, based on paper and based off what I've seen, these guys look pretty good. So hopefully that translates to on-the-field work. But the two trades I'm really looking at is the A.J. Brown trade with the Eagles and the Titans and the Kansas City trade with the Patriots. So I'm going to start with the Eagles trade. Now, not only did the Eagles get A.J. Brown and they solve a Jalen Rager debacle and they finally get a, a someone opposite Devontae Smith in there, uh, I think that was solid. Not, so not only did they do that, the Titans actually went up and they got uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas, a guy who ESPN compared him to both A.J. Brown and Debo. I, I think he's more like Debo Samuel because of the things he can do. But – that's that's like that's just like replacing him in a sense to me if he can live up to the expectations. So you're getting a cheaper contract than the younger players. So I like that aspect of it, and I think the Titans also got the Eagles third round picks. So you're adding some depth too. So you're getting basically a younger version of AJ Brown. You just don't have to pay him. And this wide receiver market, if this salary cap does, decides not to go up anytime soon, it just exploded. I uh, I don't know what these teams are going to be able to even pay their quarterbacks in the next two or three years. But besides that one, because I feel like that's the most obvious, 
the Kansas City trade with the New England Patriots, I thought was really interesting. Uh, one, because they, they traded up to get Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington, which boats them well because their defense needs a lot of help. Not only at safety, not only at corner, uh, not only at the D-line. They literally need help almost in every position on defense, uh, bar a couple players. So, you know, they, str- they struggled in that sense last year. And uh, I really think th- that, will, that will help them out in the future. And who did they get? They also got George uh, – what what's his last name? Jared, what's, your, what's his last name? The guy from Purdue. Let me pull him up. I had also had them taking him. Carlaftis, Carlaftis. Yes, Carlaftis. Yeah, George Carlaftis from Purdue, the the edge rusher. I had them taking him, the hip, them in my mock at the, at the end of the round. So not only did they get a pass rusher, who there are some questions about him on how much he can finish, uh, because he's a really good start. He he could get off to a fast start, and he can he can push the pile and get back there, but he never finishes the job. So. Well, there was a lot of questions about his full execution. I think he has the potential to be a really good player. Uh, and then, of course, you get Trent McDuffie, one of the top corners in this draft. Uh, I think the, the Chiefs did a really good job securing that defense, something that's been uh, lagging uh, in the offense, uh, not on the offense, in the team. Now, they did lose, obviously, Tyreek Hill, but they have Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Marquise Valdez Scanley from the Packers. Uh, so they filled in a little bit. I think they go second round, you get a wide receiver. It probably wasn't the biggest need. I know Fawad said on a couple of shows before they should go defense. So I, I can't, I can't knock them on that, whether they got the receiver or not, but I thought them showing up the defense was, was a really good trade. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, unfortunate as this is for the Chiefs to have a good first round, they had a good first round. To be able to get a corner when they did, I feel like that was very, uh, very good trade for them. And then to get an edge rusher, I feel like stocking up on that defense, especially when there's a lot of question marks on that offense for as good as it is, having a defense that could really keep you in games is going to be very helpful for them to start actually winning some games and put them right back into the thick of the AFC championship race. So, so we know there was a lot of moves, obviously, because we just went over them. Uh, but really thinking about this, and there was a couple teams that came into my mind before the Jets traded up to come back in in the third round, and I can't wait to talk about them. But who do you think won the first round? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start here. I'm, I'm going to start this off. So before the Jets traded up, the Eagles had traded up. They got A.J. Brown, and uh, they took Jordan Davis, the huge run stopper from Georgia who will plug up that line for years to come. And I think they can really uh, – they can coach him up to work on his pass rush. I think he's become a really good player. So up until that point, I said, man, the, the Eagles, they really did a good job. Uh, they traded up. They got a couple picks for, uh, from the Saints when they traded back. They traded back a couple times. They traded for A.J. Brown. They did a lot of moves really giving Jalen Hurts a chance. I really thought they had won. The Giants, again, they did a good job. They ended up getting Evan Neal, a guy who a lot of people thought he was going to be at the top of the boards, uh, you know, a few weeks before the draft. They, they had him going number one. I don't know if you remember those mocks, but a lot of teams had him up. So they not only got Evan Neal, one of the best, or maybe the best, uh, it's argumentative, however you want to go about it, whether it was Iquanu or, or Cross or, or Neal, 
they got him and Thibodeau. So they, they shirt up what I've been saying, both sides of the line. So up until that point, I said, man, both, both, both New York tri, tri-state teams did a really good job. And then the Jets came back in. And I said, you know what? I really think that the Jets honestly won the first round. And it's very rare that a tri-state wins that I would even consider all these teams even close to the top of this draft. Not only did they secure the three biggest needs on the team, they were able to get Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, the corner who, who reminds me so much of like Cromartie, and he has a little bit of that Darrell Rivas to him. So that's someone that they haven't had since those two guys. So they filled that up. You have DJ Reed and a couple other corners. I feel like now they finally have, if he develops, a surefire thing in the defensive backfield. Then you go out and you get Garrett Wilson because the Falcons took Drake London. Garrett Wilson's right in your lap, probably the best wide receiver. He's very dynamic. He's only six foot. Uh, I think Drake London's six five, but Garrett Wilson plays like he's six foot five. So he just has that catch radius. So not only did they get a weapon for Zach Wilson, a corner for the defense, they came back in and got a guy who I did not expect to fall, who I thought could have been in the top 10. So in my mind, they got three top 10 players. Uh, they traded back in when the trade wasn't even that bad. They, they traded uh, one of their second round picks. They still have a second. I believe they still have a, their 101st pick too. And they traded away a fourth or a fifth. So they barely gave away anything to trade back up with the Titans. And uh, you got Jermaine Johnson, the guy from Florida State, the edge rusher, another position they needed, which adds to Carl Lawson, Quinn Williams, and Jonathan Franklin Myers. I just honestly think they did such a good job. Three guys who I really thought were going to go in the top 10. The Jets got all three. I mean, I feel like it's very hard to argue against the fact the Jets had the best thing. They had three first-round picks, and they hit a home run on all three. There's no other way to put it. Sauce Gardner, he's my favorite corner in the draft. Then you have Garrett Wilson, a great pick, just sitting at 10, right as you said, falls right into the lap. And to be able to trade up on someone that slid so far in the draft and snag him and really help fill a hole in your team. I don't know what else more you could ask for them. Trade in for a fourth pick? I don't know. I, I don't think you really want to do that. So I, Jets definitely, I would say, had the best first round. But Another team I would like to I would like to point out is a team that didn't have to trade, didn't have to do anything, and it got exactly the guy they wanted, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Kenny Pickett. They they didn't have to move, didn't have to trade up to get him. I thought I thought there was gonna be at least one quarterback going in the top ten. Nope. I thought maybe the top half. Nope. When I saw when I saw the Saints trade up, I'm like, oh, I guess we know what's happening. Let's see what quarterback comes off the board. Nope. Kenny Pickett fell right into Pittsburgh lap and you can't ask much more. They got the guy they wanted at the place they wanted cost them zero. And now of course the AFC North is going to be insane for the next couple of years, because now there's an, a quarterback on each team that will be competitive very soon against one another. And it's going to be wild. And I don't think you could ask much more of Pittsburgh in this position they were in. Yeah, I had the Steelers taking a quarterback in every mock I did at 20. I didn't have them moving at all. Uh, one of them was Kenny Pickett. The other one was Malik Willis. Now we have yet to see. Do you have those? Do you have the the the, the second round up? The second round is going on as we're doing this uh, If for people that are listening. Yeah, do know, yeah. Do we know who's gone so far? 
Yeah, we all right. So Did Malik go anywhere? Because we're in the middle of this. I don't Malik have is it not going anywhere. Not, not going anywhere. How many it, picks have we gone through in the second round? Looks like the, the Giants traded back. It looks like. Okay. So we ha- yeah we have five picks. Jake. Okay. It has finally happened. The Green Bay Packers have taken a wide receiver. Taken a wide receiver. Okay. Christian Watson. Okay, so I, I so a guy, that. so a guy they could have taken at the end of the first round, they end up getting the second. So I can appreciate that. They they traded up. Who did they trade up with? Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Had the second, I believe. Oh, well, I really hope Minnesota doesn't doesn't hate themselves in a couple uh couple years. <laughs> Cu- okay, couple good. years later, they're gonna so have to have add more ammunition to that room, but that's a good pick. Uh, no, it's a great start. Great start. Yeah. And that was the thirty fourth pick. Thirty third pick, we have Logan Hall. Defense alignment out of Houston, it looks like, going to Tampa Bay. Oh, I see it. Oh, man, I see the picks now. Look who the New York Jets got, a guy who I said, well, did the New York Jets trade up? Oh, man. Did they? Looks like they traded up with the Giants. That is. Whoa, okay. Oh, baby. The New York Jets got Brees Hall from Ohio, uh, not Ohio State, Iowa State. I, I, a guy who I thought they were going to add in the second round, possibly N'Kobe Dean. They added Brees Hall. A dynamic running back is going to add huge, huge, huge value to the running back room alongside Michael Carter, UNC running back from last year. Great pick. I, I can appreciate that. And Zach Wilson, now that really? offense, that offense, you know, I, I it depends, really depends on how Zach Wilson develops. But the line – for the most part, if Beckton comes back, I think is a solid line, did a great job. The wide receivers, you have Corey Davis. Now you have Garrett Wilson. If Denzel Mims develops, you got Braxton Berrios. You got Elijah Moore. Tight end, you brought in Tyler Conklin. Um, CJ Uzama. Now you got Michael Carter, who was great last year. Reminds me of a lot of Danny Woodhead and Darren Sproles. Now you got Brees Hall. Oh, great. I just, I, I love it. I think the Jets are really building something special here. Really, really good. Really good pick. All right, so I'm I'm just looking around because. But where's Nakobe Dean, man? No Nakobe Dean, yeah, no Andrew he's... Booth. So we're we're. I feel like the Giants might select one of those two guys, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. The the Falcons have traded up with the Giants right now, and it's a big trade. So the first thing it's probably says pick is in. If what if you're looking at a uh, any of the draft trackers right now. But I found I found this guy on Twitter. He's a uh, senior NFL reporter, okay. Albert Breer. I, I was looking at him all, all night last night, looking at his Twitter page. They trade up, and they do not select a quarterback, Falcons, which they they select Arnold. Uh, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name. I apologize. Arnold Abikate? Abikate? Abikate. Sure. I don't – I've where never you, heard of him where before. Seeing, where this is my first that? time. It's his Twitter oh, page. Fa- talking about the Falcons. Look, look it up. Oh, I'm looking at the, the pick. Falcons just pick says, that they just, it just says, traded up. It just says the, the pick is in. Okay, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is, is getting information. Like I don't know where so from. I'm curious. from the teams. He's a senior reporter. I'm curious to see what the Giants are exactly doing because they just traded down twice now. So, huh. Very interesting. I feel like Giants fans probably are not that happy about that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, because I got here. I the, Jets, the, Jets, the Jets are on the clock, 36. They sent 38 and 146 to the Giants. So they traded up, and it looks like the Falcons also traded up with the Giants as well. So very interesting. Let's get back to my question. Let's hone back that back in there, though. Just just one one quick question. Yeah, we'll head back. So um, on the clock right now is the Bears, but underneath at 40 and 41 are the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, I see. And what's oh, Malik? What's the Malik? Top in, Malik. That's what I'm thinking. I think it might might yeah. be here. They have two picks in a row, and one of their highest needs is quarterback. Okay, I, I don't let's know. Hold I'll, I'll, let's hold I'll on. Let's hold on. Keep it up. That. The, keep that. Keep, keep me it up in the background. Keep me in there. Yes, I will. I We're will. holding All on right. to that. We are going to watch to see. I think so far, I think the Jets have done a really standout job. I got to be honest. I mean, now that we have their fourth pick, they keep, they keep hitting. They keep hitting. And you know what? The, the trade-ups tell me they're being very aggressive. And uh, this season for them, we'll get, we're going to talk about the New York teams in a second, but this season for them really needs to hit. Really needs to hit good. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. But, but Jared, you, we, we both – all right, let's move on to our next topic. Are you ready? We had a little lag there. All right, here we go. So a love, you love them or nah. So, you know, what selections do you absolutely love? And then was there a selection that just made you say, eh? So Jared, go ahead. I'm interested to see, you know, because there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't too many picks in this draft that made me really say, you know, "Eh, what's going on here. But there was a couple that I really liked, but I'm interested to see if you had maybe one that you were like, you know, iffy about. So I got one that I really like, one that I wasn't so sure about. Not sure how I feel about it still. So one of my favorite players in this draft and someone that I feel will make an immediate impact, no matter whatever team he fell out on, is Kyle Hamilton. I, I thought he very well could have gone to the Texans at three. I think he's that good of a player. I think he's one of the best players in this draft, just period. He changes the game when he's on the field. And the fact that he fell so far to the 14th pick is very surprising to me. So the fact that Baltimore is able to get him, they can pair him up with Marcus Williams on in the other safety spot, help him learn, and, and fill in on the other side. Right As we said before, their defensive backs, they kind of fell apart as the season went on due to injuries. So the fact that they're going to have someone as stout in the back line as they do now, Oh my goodness, that's going to be not a scary place. It's going to be a scary place to throw against. And I would not be excited for the AFC North having to face that twice a year. So I love that pick. I really do. Is there is there any pick that, that maybe you thought, what's your, what's your F pick I'm here? I'm curious. I'll get to mine in a minute. So we're going to we're gonna hop back over to the Texans, as I just mentioned, who I thought they could have taken Kyle Hamilton at three. I do not like Derek Stingley. At, at three, I, I don't. Oh, like you're going, pick. you're going there like, at three. You don't like they picked there. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. No, I don't. That I surprised like... me. That was one of the biggest, bigger surprises in this draft. I didn't see that coming. I, I, I saw them. I didn't see them taking Stingley, but I saw them maybe taking a corner. Maybe they took Sauce. Or maybe taking a defensive lineman. Like, yeah, that one threw me off a little bit because you know what, Jared? Too, he's a really good player, but we've only had so much limited tape on him, and the limited tape we do have is really good. But last year he played limited to injury, 
Uh, so his season varied, and that's why his stock was up and down this year. But go, but go ahead. So I feel like there's so many different things the Texans could have done that the fact that they landed on staying and picking at three, it just wasn't – it just – it didn't, doesn't really work for me. First off, I think Sauce Gardner, I think he's the better corner. Because the fact that we don't have so little to go off of, of Derek Stingley. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, – yeah, no, I'm a big Sauce Gardner fan. I think he's great. So I feel like, A, you could have picked him there. I, I feel like that would have been a better pick for them. But, of course, they have their own uh, scouting. But then also, tr- I feel like they could have taken some calls, see if they could trade around, if they really did want to still take Derek essentially, and he, they thought they really were, was the player. They definitely could have got him later into the into the 10s, maybe in, into the uh, – maybe even to the early teens. I feel like he still would have been on the board. I felt like this was a bit of a reach just because they're in the position they were, they felt like they needed to take him when they found him. But I feel like there's a lot of other things they could have done with this pick. Not even going corner would have been one of them that I just was not a fan of them. Taking let me, yeah, let me, let me, let me give you a little support on that. I do like your point that it was a little bit of a reach because there was a lot of guys there that they could have selected. I thought again, sauce, I think the Jets really lucked out because he was, the best corner in this year's draft. And then you listen to Robert Soller on the call and he was, you know, you were the guy we always wanted to do the guy, I guess that maybe they would always say that, but he was pretty, pretty excited about it. So it sounded like it. Uh, but yeah, a guy who maybe they overreached on his potential, but if he can hit that potential, Jared, I, I could, uh, the, the, really the pick would be a home run, but yes, there was a lot of other guys that, that as of right now that could start and you know what they're going to give you. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. It also really shocked me that they even selected them because I thought maybe they were going to take, you know, Jermaine Johnson or Kayvon or one of those guys, you know what I mean? Or maybe Evan Neal or, or not Evan Neal, but maybe Aquanu because he could play guard and tackle. So, yeah, that threw me off that they actually took Stingley. The position didn't throw me off as much, but the player did, yeah. But, again, he could be a good player in years to come. But a pick for me, again, like I said, there wasn't too many picks that I really was, you know, Iffy about you actually took my first pick that I love. So I have a second pick about that. So I'll, I'll do that. But Kyle Hamilton, I'll just piggyback on you. Six foot four. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I love him. He's so rangy. He can play side on the sideline. He can play in the box because he's so big. Uh, he's almost like a linebacker. I think he's like 220 or 230 or something like that. He's a, he's a big guy and he's fast. You know, he can play sideline the sideline. He's got those cover skills and he's got those like intermediate linebacker skills because he can play in the box. So again, I, I'll, I give you full support on that because I really love that pick. Uh, but the second guy I liked was a guy who I, again, had in my mock going to this exact team. It's Trevor Penning going to uh, the, New Orleans, uh, the New Orleans Saints. I am going in my mock going there. Uh, again, I guess, I guess, you know, they should put me on ESPN because I got a lot of these picks right. So, but again, a bully on the line really stood out in the senior bowl this year. From Northern Iowa, I think he's like six foot seven, 325, Jared. He's got the numbers. And I was just watching him pound guys. I told for a while, like last week, he was throwing guys down and, and he has like that grit and attitude. So it's perfect fit for them. Not only were they able to secure Chris Olave, so they added to the wide receiver room and got, uh, you know, a deep threat. They got an offensive lineman to replace Teron Armstead, who they lost in free agency to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, a really big loss to them, and they were able to replace that with Trevor Penning. And I really think he's going to be a great tackle in this league. Uh, really 
just he's going to be probably if he can clean up some you know maybe some penalties and, and such which which probably you know every young player is going to have that especially with his type of attitude but i think he's going to be a great blindside protector for the years to come and a guy and a guy that i would say that maybe threw me off a little bit well quay walker the first linebacker taken from the packers had me off just a little bit Derek Stingley threw me off a little bit. Uh, I, honestly, there wasn't too many guys that really threw me off. Cole, you know, when I heard Cole Strange's name at the end of the first round to the Patriots, I said, Who, who's this guy from Chattanooga, the, the card? And then I watched his, they showed his film on ESPN. They showed his helmet. He had like the one bar from like, from like the 60s. And uh, he like was like housing guys on tape. I said, ah, this is a New England's Patriots pick. Like, I, I can't judge that. Really, the one pick that really threw me off was Quay Walker when they selected him. I thought maybe they could have gone to Kobe Dean. Maybe they could have gone Devin Lloyd. I thought those guys were, were ranked higher than him. Um, so that was a guy that, that, again, threw me off based off of the other positional players that were there. Uh, but there wasn't too many players in this draft that I was like, What's going on? I also thought the Steelers were going to take Malik Willis, but I'm not against Kenny Pickett. I think he's probably the best, most pro-ready quarterback in the draft. So he's not going to have – I guess if they wanted to, they could start um, Trubisky. I think it's going to be Pickett, though. Again, if I had that – I have another pick about that because there's that too many guys I'm on. Maybe Tyler Smith for for the Cowboys, the offensive lineman, who's, again, a really good run blocker. Uh, But they could have taken Jermaine Johnson. They lost Randy Gregory. Uh, but they need offensive line help. So I can't, I can't debate that either. I would say Quay Walker was probably the most confusing to me. Uh, I can't say Derek Stingley because you said him, but, but that would be, that would be where I'm at right now. All right. There is one thing that you mentioned earlier that I just, just want to highlight back to. I want to hear what you think about it, but when we're talking about the saints, something I've been seeing a lot of slack on about online is about them trading up to take Chris Olave. I, I want to hear what you think about that trade. Yeah, you know what? They traded up to 11, and that was before. I was Jamison Williams was still on the board. So I got to be honest with you, when the New Orleans Saints traded up, I actually thought that's who they were going to get, Jamison Williams. I said, oh, wow, the Saints really got a good opportunity here. You're going to have Michael Thomas, if he can finally get healthy, uh, Callaway, uh, Traquan Smith. You know, you have a decent group there. And if you can get Jamison Williams, because I feel like that was a team that could wait, with Jamison Winston's big arm, I was, you know, I was really thinking, man, that could be an offense. And they took Chris Olave, who is the Ohio State teammate to both Jamison Williams, who used to be on Ohio State, and Garrett Wilson. So a deep threat who I couldn't – I like Chris Olave, so there wasn't much for me to be mad about there. I was just confused why they selected him over Jamison Williams because they could both do similar things, but I think Jamison Williams is the better player. So that's where I thought they were going before they made the pick, if I'm being honest with you. But I can't – but Olave, again, is a good player. Uh, I really – I think it's going to be – either guy was going to work well because Jameis Winston's got a huge arm, and I think he was going to get them open as, as much as possible. That's what they thought Callaway would be. Hasn't really come to fruition, but I think it was a good pick. Could have been better, Pers- but good pick. Personally, I think probably the reason they went Olave over Williamson – is because of because of the health of Michael Thomas, which we still have not seen them on the field. And then you would have the health of Jamison Williams too. 
Yeah, so just so it would be double. So trying to balance double. Yeah. So probably my thought is to take someone that is healthy and is ready to go come week one. Is probably their is probably their thought process just in case something does happen with Michael Thomas that he's maybe not himself coming right back into the season. But I I, I do think it was probably a good move, especially because the run on wide receivers that happened later, Traylon Burks going, Jameson Williams going, uh, Jamar Dotson going. There was a lot of wide receivers that went during those times. And if the Saints didn't trade up, they might not have had the opportunity to get those players. So I do I do think it was a good trade. But I, I can see where people come from that uh, might not have been the wide receiver to go with, but I also understand why they would go that way. Yeah, I, I actually think he Jameson Williams is probably, well, not out of every team, but where he went and who got traded to him. Jameson Williams actually not in a bad spot in Detroit. And I say this because the wide receivers in Detroit are actually pretty good. Like Detroit was actually able to develop some good uh, receivers like uh, St. Brown and Reynolds, who came on last year as well. Like there, and uh, what's the tight end's name there, Jared? That, that now I just lost his name. Uh, oh, man. TJ Hawkinson? Yeah. Hawkinson. Yeah. Again, another top tight end in the league. Like they got weapons over there in Detroit. They just can never seemingly find things to put the, like they just can't put together the team. Like I actually think that's a good spot for him to sit. And again, I think Dan, Dan Campbell is a good coach. So I actually think that was a good spot for him. If he went to the Saints again, you'd be playing that double there with like what's going to happen with uh, Michael Thomas, and then you would have James Williams health. So I actually like that that point you brought up. But something we actually didn't talk about, we talked about surprises. We talked about favorite trades. Um, we talked about who won the first round. Before we get to the New York teams, I'm curious. What was your actually – oh, no, I guess we did get to that. We did. We talked about who, who you love. I was going to say, who was who your favorite pick or your favorite pick? Or who do you think – actually, you know what? I'm going to ask you, who, who do you think the Broncos should go after in the second round? Because they didn't have a first-round pick. I guess their first round would have been Russell Wilson. So who do you think they should go after in the second round? Like what, what are some needs you want to see filled or maybe a player you want to see filled uh, as they go on in the late rounds? I'm curious. Cause that was a question I was, I was coming up before we went on the show because they didn't have a first round pick, but I want to see as a Broncos fan, maybe there were some needs you think that they should really intend to fill uh, in these next couple of rounds. I think for the, these upcoming picks because you know second and third second round you can still get some good guys and and third round as well you can still get some people that are pro ready ready to go come day one not as much as in the first round but i definitely think the trenches is a spot where the broncos need to focus on this time around so either offensive line maybe a help out with right tackle which we've had some problems with with over the past couple seasons or maybe on the d line we did just pick up uh DJ Jones, DJ. Oh, I'm blanking out his name. Oh my gosh, we did just pick up a defensive tackle in the offseason, but we also lost a couple guys, Shelby Harris, to the Seahawks trade. So to get a, a new young guy in there to help out the line will also be very beneficial, and maybe another pass rusher could help out. But I think our secondary is fine at the moment. Our skill positions are fine on offense. Our quarterback. What about the tight end room? Finally, because I got rid of no fan. Is there a guy you like there in the tight end room that's there, or what do you think? I I, I do. I don't. I don't think take you take a tight end here. I, I've I'm pretty darn sure I got this name right. I've been trying to learn it for a while. Albert. Oh, he's, got a, he's got a long name. Yeah. 
He, he's got a rough one. He's a very good tight end. If um, don't want to give away some fantasy secrets, but I'm definitely picking him next year. <laughs> yeah, I knew they had another uh, guy back there. I just didn't know his name, but I just wanted to hear what you would say about that. Yeah, I, I'm 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 actually really excited for him. He has. I mean, you can only have so many throws to tight ends that go go on over a season. And Noah yeah. Fant is just the is just a player with more experience. But having him taking the tight end one position, I'm very excited for that. So, Jared, uh, the Seahawks did not select Malik Willis. They I went know. With, I am. They shocked. went with May from from Minnesota, the, the 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 edge rusher, who again I think is a good player. And then they went with Kenneth Walker, who was amazing last year at running back from Michigan State. So. Uh, two good picks there, but again, Malik Will is still not off the board. Oh, where does he go? So the I, Colts I, I are on the anymore. board. All right, so we look at this, and the Colts could always use a future quarterback. So the Colts are on the board right now. The Giants are there. Again, Daniel Jones, fifth-year option, not picked up. Uh, so they could go there. A Browns, they're not an option, but Baker Mayfield still available. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens, no. The Detroit Lions at 46 are actually uh, maybe a spot. Maybe Washington's a spot. But I got to be honest, Jared, after that, you go down past, oh, man, 58 at, at Atlanta, possibly. Uh, so he would have to go. He would have to wait towards the end. So we're at 42 right now. He would have to – and I, actually, did the Vikings just trade up? Or uh, I think the Vikings uh, – they? Yeah, they, they did. They did. All right. So we'll see what they do. But at the most part, it looks like he might have to wait. Ooh. It looks like the Vikings are going to be taking Clemson quarterback Andrew Booth. At okay. This that's, pick. that's, I was, I thought that's what I thought they were going to do. That makes sense. That's a good pick for them. They really need another corner over there uh, opposite Patrick Peterson. But, and they've selected corner a ton of uh, the past couple of years. And they just haven't mm-hmm. gotten it right. So hopefully this is it for them. But, yeah, I, Malik Willis might have to wait till 58 at Falcons and because they have Marcus Mariota. I, I, what do you think? I think if he doesn't go, if he does not go with to the Giants, who, again, may be a reach. Uh, yeah, the Lions, who, again, that's a possibility. Washington, maybe Panthers? it's a possibility. But, no, the Panthers, the Panthers, they're not picking uh, – yeah, they 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 had you know the second round pick they had Jets have it so they don't have. Oh that. no no I I said Commanders I said Commanders. Oh yeah maybe Washington, but I mean they have Carson Wentz so I don't really know where the mindset is on that but I really think the the best chance he might have to be picked is at fifty eight maybe he goes to Atlanta. Oof. Yeah, that's because Jared after let me just let's go over that but let's just say they don't take him and he falls to fifty eight. After the Falcons, it's the Vikings, the Bucks, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Broncos. There's only so few teams that need a quarterback in the second round. And it really, I think it's really going to depend. There's a there's possibly maybe he falls to the third. I really think that his stopping point would be at Atlanta, though. Because they could use a quarterback opposite Marcus Mariota. What do you think? I mean, who would have thought we were talking about where Malik go Malik Willis is going yeah. on day two? I hope. I hope we're not having this conversation after after the second and third round because that would that would be very surprising. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, you know, Nakobe Dean's still out there too. He is. He is. I, I feel. I have a feeling that the Giants are going to. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I feel like Nakobe Dean's about to go. I, I I feel like I feel like that'd be a good fit there. 
But yeah, and not I only is Malik, yeah, not only is Malik still out there, but you know, a quarterback that I value highly. Uh, obviously, we know there's Matt Corral and Sam Howell and some of those other guys, but Desmond Ritter, I, I want to see where he goes as well. He potentially could go in the third round, but yeah, Malik, I think, should be the next quarterback off, and uh, yeah, it just hasn't happened yet. So again, maybe the Lions at 46. There's 47 at Washington. But the next best chance would be in Atlanta. And if let's just say Atlanta doesn't pick them, Jared, in a hypothetical sense, there's no team in the second round that will pick him because there's no quarterback worthy team here. It's either Atlanta, possibly Washington or Detroit. There's nobody left. And if the Giants really want to go for it here, they could. But again, I think it's Daniel Jones prove it year. And it would be against them to, you know, get him some help. So I feel like the Giants are at that point would be out of question, especially with some of the good players that are available to them right now. So what do you think? Because I thought I thought Seattle was a spot. I, I'm I wonder what Seattle saw. You know, I wonder if teams have a different grade on them than than the uh, than all the media did. Because sometimes that happens as well, and that's why we see falls as fans. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh. All right. This, this pick is pick is not in. It's in, but it's not. Um, I'm still trying in. to get the Vikings pick to load, but yeah, the Vikings pick hasn't hasn't gone through yet. It's, okay. They're still waiting. That makes but sense. But the Giants are taking Kentucky wide receiver Juan Dale Robinson. What? Hmm. That that confuses me. Might actually have to look him up. <laughs> you serious? Because I, uh, I'm, I'm Scott Sky Moore is still available. George Pickett's still available. There's some guys out there. Let's let's what who is it? Wandale Robinson. Juan, Juan. This is starting to sound like the Giants drafting that I'm used to. Well, you know what it is, Jared. Is is I can't knock anybody that we don't know, but it would be it, it's it's always gonna in New York especially. If you're a fan, you don't know who the player is. You're going to be mad. Like, that's just how it goes, especially if there's other guys available. So, I mean, he's 5'11", 185. He sounds like a, a slot receiver. Second team All-American. First team All-SEC. So, he sounds like he's good, obviously, if he's in the second round. <sighs> Let's see what he did last season. So, we maybe we can give the Giants fans some hope. Oh, here we go. He had uh, about 1,300 yards last year, seven touchdowns, uh, 104 receptions. Oh, and he sounds like he's a little bit of a returner as well. All right, we'll have to see how this develops. See? But you know what's interesting about that pick, Jared? Not the player himself, but the wide receiver position. You look at the Giants right now, and there was rumors that they wanted to trade Kadarius Tony, their first round pick from last year. Then you look at them again, they have Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, a group that was supposed to be top tier last year and fell apart. So what does this say about the wide receiver group, them going wide receiver in the second round? I still think they needed to add some guys, but what, what's been going on with the Giants wide receiver group has been a major concern. I mean, if you're a Giants fan, you're probably sweating because uh, I'm looking at it as a Jets fan. Last year, I thought it was supposed to be a really good group. Did not turn out that way at all. The only thing Kenny Galladay had a touchdown. Like the, the, the New York Jets offensive lineman had more touchdowns than, than, than Kenny Galladay did. He had zero. 
So like I had as many as Kenny Galladay. Me, you and me and you combined for as many as Kenny Galladay. And he gets paid, you know, however 20 million, however much money he's getting. So it's it's honestly, I would say that is concerning in itself for the Giants. Um, but yes, do we know who the Giants? Oh no, yes, we do. Do we know who the Browns picked yet? Uh give me one second. Uh I will be able to tell you if it's in. Uh, no, it doesn't, doesn't look like it's in yet. All right, we're going to put that on hold. Let's go to, since we, were, we just talked the, about the, the New York teams, let's go to our next, let's go to our next topic. Here we go. All right. So, so we're finally getting to New York sports teams. Um, so Jared, because I'm going to go off on this. Do you have any first round grades for the New York Jets and Giants? How do you think they did? And what do you think the outlook is for them for the later rounds? Obviously we know the Giants just picked and the Jets too. All right, so so I'm just going to keep this to the f- first round because still need to – I still like to look over, you know, the second round picks a bit more before I put, like, you know, my full in-depth opinion out there. But I, I do think the Jets and the Giants probably had the two best drafts out of anyone for the first round. Personally, I think the Jets slightly better than the Giants, but that's not any knock on the Giants – the Giants did exactly what they're expected to do. Well, no, exactly what they weren't expected to do, but that's a good thing. They didn't mess it up. They took Kayvon Thibodeau at five, which I think has a very strong argument to be one of the best, to be the best uh, pass rusher in this entire class, even over Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker. He's a D-line. But, and then to go around and at seven, take Evan Neal, who could have, a few months ago looked like he was going to go at the top of the draft. So to be able to stay and pick those players when they did, you can't ask for much more than that, but then turn around for the jets. They did even more than just, just that they were able to trade around trade back up into the back of the first, take a player who was sliding Jermaine Johnson. And with their first picks, they took someone really of need where they took Ahmad Sauce Gardner and then Garrett Wilson. I'm not going to go much more into it. I know you're going to spend uh, a whole essay about how much you love the picks. But, yeah, I would say for the Giants, you get an A+. Plus. That's a great start tonight. And then the Jets, S. I mean, you can't go – you can't do much better than what they just did. As long as the players pan out as they say they will, it's a great night for both of them. I will say the CBS just reported that Wandell Robinson, they think he's, he was a touch too early, uh, like we both said. So, interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I, I will tell you that I don't ever give A-pluses, but I will give the New York Jets an A-plus right now because not only were they able to get Sauce Gardner, who, again, they haven't had someone like him since Cromartie or Rebus, uh, the tandem that I just thought, you know, started my, my Jets career there. But they got him. You got Garrett Wilson, again, a guy who's probably the best wide receiver in the draft. It's very – there's a good argument there, but all the guys are really good. Then you go out and you get Jermaine Johnson. So you fill your first three needs that I thought were so important. And then you add depth to the running back room with Brees Hall. Like, the, the Jets have done everything to my expectations and further so far, uh, and, and they've been aggressive too, which has been the most, the most glaring thing that I've seen. You know, it's not every day that the Jets are being aggressive, but they have this offseason. They've tried for Tyreek Hill. They've tried for Debo Samuel. Like, and now they're doing it in the draft. So 
it's it's win or go home this year. Like, you know, it, it sounds funny saying it like that, but it might be like Joe Douglas's job on the line, the general manager for the New York Jets. Like, this is his third draft. Uh, the 2020 draft isn't looking too good. Like, Denzel Mims, like, you know, some of these guys, Becton's question marks, like the 2020 draft doesn't look good. Like, the Jets can't pick up more than seven wins or six wins this year. I think one of these guys is getting canned. S- sad to say. But – I really think the potential of these players, uh, the Jets really, really, really need to hit home this season, really need to execute. A lot of that falls on Zach Wilson, too, and the coaching. So we'll see how that all comes together. But for right now, the Jets have just completely ousted my expectations and further. Like, they've, they've reached really far, and it's, it's, it's really looked good. On the Giants' side, I'm happy they didn't mess this up because they were able to take Kayvon Thibodeau able to fall to them, able to fix up the defensive line, get a pass rush that they haven't had in forever. And then they were able to go on offensive line to get Evan Neal, one of the best or the best tackle in the draft, uh, and sure up the offensive line. Like I said, they had to go O-line, O-line until they get it right. And uh, again, a good piece to the offensive line, securing that for Daniel Jones and giving him a chance for next year to prove it. And, uh, and, and, then, they, and then they go on and select, and they select Wondell Robinson from Kentucky, a wide receiver in the second round. Again, a good add to the to the to the wide receiver room, but that wide receiver room is generally concerning to me if I'm a Giants fan, based off of the production from last year and based off the expectations that were so high that were failed to meet. So there's there's a Gettleman vibe still going on in that room there, but I think the Giants can pull it together. I, I really think it's a review year for them, and if for some reason Daniel Jones pulls the trigger and he he's all of a sudden he takes them to the to the playoffs. Like then he's going to get signed and maybe they have potential, whatever Maybe that's their plan for the future. That's what this year is an evaluation year for the giants, uh, Brian Dayball and Joe Sheen, the general manager and the head coach, like they have no weight on their shoulders for this. They draft who they think needs to be drafted this year. They did their off season. Like they're in cap cap hell right now. Uh, they got a good backup. Like you, you, would, you wouldn't think that's that important, but a Tyrod Taylor is super important when you watch, um, when you watch the New York Giants last year from the one yard line take a knee or a QB sneak and till fourth down and a punt. So, uh, a backup quarterback is very, very important. They were able to get Tyra Taylor. So, listen, the Giants have done a great job to this point. I'll give them an A, give them an A because I think they've done a solid job. Uh, but, I, you know, I've rarely ever, ever given anybody an A. Plus and uh, the, the Jets have really blown me away. Uh, what I think they should do in the later rounds. If you're looking at the Giants, we're thinking, you know, the, the caps are problems. So you're going to have to sign some of these draft guys. What's going to happen to James Bradbury? I think the Giants should end up going corner at least one more one time in this draft. They need a corner opposite him, uh, especially with the weapons over there in NFC East with A.J. Brown now, Devontae Smith, um, the Cowboys, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. God bless. I saw you sneeze. Uh, who who did Washington get? Washington got Jaheen Doxson, and they have Scary Terry. And so, you know, I think they they really need to get another corner for the Jets. Listen, they got they got the running back I thought they were going to get. Uh, they could go tight if they want to. I think they could use another linebacker opposite C.J. Mosley. Uh, the Jared Davis experiment did not work out last year. I really think they could use a second linebacker. Uh, the couple guys they drafted last year got hurt. Uh, later in the fifth and sixth round. So I think they could use uh, another linebacker. The Kobe team, for some reason, is still out there. So the Jets could figure that out. 
I think that would that would bode well for them. And then maybe some more offensive line depth. But I think linebackers should be their their next focus. But those those that that's where I have the New York teams at right now. Any thoughts on that, Jared? Uh, no, I, I think you I think you summed it up best. I mean, they both had very great starts. We'll see how the Giants' second round pick panned out. But obviously, you sound pretty happy about the Brees Hall pick. I think it was a great back. pick, yeah. So, oh man, you no, know, I, I think. Oh boy, oh. no, it's, I think it's, I know it's, what you're saying. It's, oh man, it's, oh boy, it's not it's not Malik Willis, but John Mechie was actually just just picked up by by Texans. So that's a good signing. By the Texans, teammate. who weren't there, the they trade with the Browns to oh, get up to up. get get them at forty. Yeah, years. good, very yeah. good pick, very good pick. All right, so so the Detroit Lions look like they're going to be on the clock in Washington. So I want to wait this out for a little bit until we get there. But and then until then, we'll, well, then we'll end the show. We'll see. Maybe Malik goes, or maybe not. Um, but until we get there, did you make a? Did you by any chance make a final mock before? For all this final right mock no no i didn't i got really let's, well i did so but let's i can go, tell you i did well let's go let's really go bad. over let's go went over what i have because i i think uh you know there was a lot of players i had on the board there was actually a lot i got right so okay so i actually had trayvon walker going one surprise surprise got it right i tell them in my heart i always thought hutchinson was going to go too for some reason i thought he was going to end up in the line somehow some way Jermaine Johnson, I thought he was going to go three, but he fell off the rail. So then this is where my mock gets a little gets a little shaky. But I had the the Giants taking a, an offensive tackle, obviously. I the the picks I did get right though. I got Drake London to the Falcons. I got Garrett Wilson to the Jets. I had Jamison Williams going eleven. He ended up going twelve. Uh, I actually had the I had the Chargers taking a tackle, Charles Cross. They took Zion Johnson from Boston College. Um, I had there, there was a lot of there was a lot of close picks I had too. I had the, I had the Seahawks taking a tackle. I had them taking Evan Neal. They took Cross. So I had actually I had Kyle Hamilton going fourteen, but I had him going to the Cowboys. Uh, I had I had Trevor Penning going sixteen to the Saints. Like Olave to to the Texans, so they end up getting the wide receiver Malik at twenty. The Kobe Dean, I really thought he was going to go into the first round, but he didn't. Uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, I had him going to the Ravens. He did. So who else? Uh, George Car- uh, Karloffis, I had him going to the, to the Chiefs. He did. So there's actually a lot I got actually did did right in this draft, surprisingly. What do you think about that? Hey, that sounds like a lot better start than I had. I think looking at my looking at my mock, I had Aiden Hutchinson one. Then Saturday messed that up. I had Kyle Hamilton going three. That obviously didn't happen. Uh, I, I did have Kayvon Thibodeau going to the Giants just the other way around. I had him at seven, not five. And then I did have Drake London, Charles Cross, and Garrett Wilson all going there. But after that, it all falls apart. Yeah, I, I don't think I had any more picks after that. They're all over the place with some of them. I had Do you know who, who, going did the, QB. who did the Ravens just select? Or is it? Who they just select? Yeah, I, I feel like I just saw that they selected somebody, but. I feel like I missed it. Oh, oh, you are right. They're taking Michigan defensive end ah, David Ojabu. That's what I that's thought. That's a good pick. I and like the Lions that. pick like is that. in. The Lions pick is in, but I don't know who it is. What? Lions. The Lions are in. That that excites me. That excites me. They were fast with that. 
Yeah, we don't have enough time to wait till Atlanta at 58, but I just wanted to wait for Washington no. and Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's I think he's a good potential pick. He's he had a good season last year opposite Aiden Hutchinson. And uh and again, Zadari Smith, you remember the deal he pulled out from Baltimore and a guy, something they've been looking for. Clay's Campbell's getting older. Really good pick by the by the Ravens there. A guy who I thought maybe could have went in the first round as well. Yeah, it's I mean that's that's a great pick by the Ravens. I really do I really do like that. Uh, no, we're, no, we're no, see. no quarterback, no quarterback for the Lions. No quarterback. I just want to let no you know. quarterback, no quarterback. Wait. Ah, oh, this this guy's edge. falling they behind. What the heck? You want edge? Dear Lord, where? So wait, hold on. Let me let's let's go let's let's go over this before we close out the show here. Because I think we're we're coming, we're obviously coming to our ends here. Uh, and then we'll pick this, I'll pick this up back next week when we go over this. But this is interesting. What team do you think maybe in the third or in the second round uh, can should take Malik Willis? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think it could be the Falcons again. I think that's his last best chance in the second round. Doesn't seem like Washington is gonna do it. Sounds like their pick is in right now. Uh, but again, Jerry, you have the Bears. You have the Saints, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Colts, the Patriots, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Falcons, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Broncos. Out of all those teams, the only team that I would say is going to take a quarterback at this point would be the Falcons or maybe the Colts. But, all right. The, you know the, I mean? There are a couple teams because, all right, we'll go over the ones that aren't taking quarterback. Not the Steelers, not the Chiefs, not the right. Eagles, not the Patriots, not the Cardinals, not the Cowboys, not the Bills. Right. Not the Actually, no, they're not going to do it. They won't take. What do you Malik. think I'm talking about? They won't. The Buccaneers won't take Malik. Who? The Buccaneers. I mean, I mean, Brady just retired and right. unretired. I can't. How much longer do you think? They're not going to do it. You know why, Jared? Because because their their whole mindset is a win now type thing. And last year they drafted. Um, What's what's the kid's name from Florida that I'm forgetting now? Oh, oh! They drafted shoot. someone in the second round last year, so to do that again would be a waste. Um, was was it was it? Wait, Kyle Trask? Kyle, yes, they drafted Kyle Trask last year in the second round. So I can't see them doing that. They're a very win now team. They're in a very win mode. So again, they're drafting a quarterback again. They drafted one last year in the second round. Whether he works that or not, I think I think they have all the time in the world to do that after Brady retires. I think this is just a Brady ride, ride through with Brady until, until it crashes. That's yeah, what I think. I guess, I guess. So I guess the only teams that like could go for a quarterback would be the Saints, the Colts. No, not the Saints. They are riding high. I think they're going to ride high on Jameis Winston. I'll, they were, take they were... I'll take that as hot as possible. I think they're going to, I think they're riding on Jameis Winston right now. You are probably right, but they are at least right. in a possibility where an upgrade could could be seen. I can't, yeah, I can't deny defense. that. I really just think the best spot in this the rest of the second round would be the Falcons because they have Marcus Mariota, a guy who we both, I really think you wouldn't disagree with me on this, is not is again love them coming out of college, no, love yeah. them in Tennessee for a while, but he's not he's not going to be a starter in this league unless he really has an amazing season at, in Atlanta. 
And then I guess you're talking who about Kirk Cousins. Do we know who Washington like... uh, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off, but you have. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. All right. I'll hold your curve. Commanders up. is taking Alabama defensive lineman Fidarian Matisse. Okay. All right. So no Malik. I've. All right. Good for so, all right, what I said was saying was you, you're talking about how you weren't too huge a fan of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. No, I'm not. They are right behind the Falcons at 59. I'm not saying hey, that's I really like that deal. too. I, I like, I would, that'd be cool him in purple, but. Again, the, the Vikings are weird to me because they they keep going after Kirk Cousins and they keep you know like I did I did a whole show on Kirk Cousins. That's how much time I've devoted to this man. Like they signed him again, they extended him again. They could have traded him. Like you, the the man has gotten you. I think like thirty. His records like thirty. Don't I can't remember the exact number. Like thirty and thirty three or something. They brought him in after Case Keenum to win the Super Bowl. Don't you remember? Like they were in the NFC Championship game after that. The playoffs one time, one time, and the rest of that, I mean, they just haven't been good. The defense declined, so the head coaching, you know, Zimmer went. So there's other factors there, but, again, you brought him in to win you the Super Bowl. That's what you brought him there for because you thought Case Keenan wasn't it, even though he brought you to the championship game. Like you said, well, we need the extra oomph, you know, and it just – that's that's what that whole Kirk Cousins thing was to me, and it just seems like a drag down on thing, you know. like. Like the Vikings to me just seem like ah oh, they're eight hundred or five hundred a year and and like so be it. So I, I I guess I guess the best probably the best fit would be fifty eight to the Falcons. I mean I, I think that just makes the most sense. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep pounding that into you until it happens. But uh, we'll see how well this ages. Uh, but any final thoughts today on this on this episode? We'll see how, how we'll see how well our our, our comments age in the. Uh, probably not very well, but. There was what nine trades last night? You said right. Yeah. Again, there was a ton of trades right now. I I know I wasn't counting, but yeah, ton of trades wow. happening right now. Yeah. So, okay, this is going to keep happening. Let me count them up. It's well, some of them were trades yeah, from those, last night too. So yeah, but yeah, so maybe yeah, but there's been quite a few. Yeah. yeah, the, the, the draft just keeps getting I mean, crazier. What's to say it's not going to keep getting crazier? We have one yeah, quarterback right. off the board. And we are midway through the second round. What, when are they going to start coming? But we know there's a couple of Carson Strong, Sam Howell, Malik Willis. They're all still on the board, and they all need teams to play for. Who's it going to be? Who's who's going to take the stab? I don't know who's in the position to. I I really I really don't. That's that's kind of why I felt like the Buccaneers might be one to slide in to take a quarterback if they're not too high on what they have behind Tom Brady right now, but. I don't know. It's we're just gonna have to wait and see, and yeah, keep our fingers my, crossed. Our commentary goes well. My final thought would be honestly, I'm just curious to see where N'Kobe Dean goes because I thought he was a first round pick, hasn't gone yet as well. Uh, so I really want to see where he goes, and uh, I like the John Mechie pick by the Texans. Uh, the set, the he he was really good. Uh, too bad he got injured as well last year alongside James at Williams, but. Again, the Jets have done a great job. I'm just hoping they can execute this year. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where Malik goes. We'll see what the rest of the quarterbacks go, Jared, because remember Sam Howell, he was a top prospect last year coming to this year, fell down a little bit, so there's still Sam Howell. Still Desmond Ritter, a kid who I think is a winner. Uh, there's still Matt Corral. And there's, there's a ton of guys out there. I don't know if I'm missing anybody, but I'm sure I am because there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. But 
but yeah, there's still a lot of guys out there that, that where we'll see, I guess we'll see where they're going to be drafted. Gotta wait and see. That's all we can do now. So before we close it out, let's just see if we got any last, lasting picks here. Um, we got anything lasting before we head out? I don't know if the Bears put anything in. I have not seen anything from the Bears as of yet. So that does it. That sure does it for us, then, Jared. All right. All right. So, Jared, I appreciate you joining me today uh, and coming on last minute and helping me out. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me. So that will do it for us today here on Jake's Takes. Thank you for joining me today on another edition. Excited to be back with you guys, and I'll be back next Saturday. We'll have a ton to provide. Obviously, the draft will be over. NBA playoffs is basically just heating up. We'll be moving on to the second round. Uh, it, it's it's all coming. It's all coming hot and fast. It's like it's like a hot hot sizzling pan. <laughs> so remember to visit Tunnelvision Sports at tvsportsmag.com and follow our Instagram at Tunnelvision Sports underscore and our Twitter account at underscore TV Sports. And of course, don't forget to follow our new Instagram page, Jake's Takes account. It is Jake's Takes TVS, just like that. No spaces uh, for everything you need podcast-wise here. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button or follow button. Leave a like, comment, or rating on the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. For Jared Danko, I am Jake Serrano signing off. Thank you once again for listening. And remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Television Sports, a positive shift in sports media. We get it popping, homie, day and night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice.